again, everybody. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Big Red Bus as we take the glorious monstrosity out onto the streets of Chicago. How you doing, my friend, the podfather, the great one, Doug Tonus? How you doing, brother? I mean, you know, it's been okay for the Bulls. No major, major complaints. The uh, Zach Levine miss at the end, maybe a little overblown. Lost to Washington, kind of a bad loss. Lost to Mar. Okay, so there's complaints. I lied. Um, <laughs> they, had, they had won 8 of 11, and, you know, we were trying to get a podcast in after those days, and we just couldn't do it. And then now we have to do one today when it's depressing, which is. Yeah, exactly. So you know what? Those days are over for me, Doug. I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I was at the game against Brooklyn. Uh, at home, which is, I think, arguably their best win of the season against a team that had a 12-game winning streak. Patrick Williams was absolutely fantastic. He showed me a ton in that game, I thought, after the you know, the devastating end to the, the loss against Cleveland where he failed to box out Donovan Mitchell. For him to come back like that really said a lot to me. And, you know, I, I realized that there was something wrong with me, Doug. Uh, you know, I would listen occasionally on accident to uh, our friend Marquet's show, and I find myself nodding my head saying, you know, that's right. That's right. You know, like I, I agreed with virtually probably about 93, 94% of what Marquet was saying. And then I realized, what has happened to me? What, what is wrong with me? I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with the king of Doggable. And that's not me, man. I'm going to be way more positive from this, from this point going forward because I really do firmly believe that this is not a hopeless situation, man. DeRozan is too good. Patrick Williams has shown signs, although he also has shown signs of going back to sleep and hibernating. How, how do you box think out just Denny, too much... Denny, uh, <laughs> Denny Average? Yeah, I will admit Denny that pretty much... rebounds against us is what he, what he did. Very disturbing when I opened up to see. I was just curious. What's Denny uh, Average's uh, lifetime points per game? 7.7. Can you believe that? Uh, it's just Does that it's, not shock it's your you? number. He's your guy. Exactly. <laughs> seven. Yeah, exactly. 7.7. I was like, oh, my gosh. You know. So I, after I fell, fainted and then uh, got up again, I realized, well, I guess it's not, not a sign. Maybe just it falls into 7% of where I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know that we, we missed Denny, but uh, I just thought no, it was don't. funny. Trust he, me. What's he, he shooting, 28% from three? He just yeah, rebounded exactly. like a, like twenty rebounds after you ranted about rebounds for like thirty minutes last show. Are yeah. you gonna admit it's a problem yet, or are you still on that 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 horse? I mean, I don't think it's a huge problem with the team. It's not their. It's not the reason they're it's losing a problem. games. Like, like if you list all the problems, doesn't help. It it doesn't help. But it's not bad. Like I said, they're still near the top of the league in defensive rebound percentage. So let's start on a uh, positive topic. Let's. Zach Levine. Zach Levine, for the most part, his last shot, non, you know, uh, notwithstanding, has been pretty freaking awesome for the past, uh, you know, I'd say four or five games. He he looks pretty healthy to me. He looks pretty freaking awesome to me. Uh, he's been really good for the beloved Bull. What say you about Zach uh, Zach Levine's uh, play in the recent recent stretch of play? Yeah, Zach's been fantastic. I mean, he's looks. Athletic again reminds you of just what an effortless scorer he is. He's getting to the hoop. You know, he's really crafty. He's finishing well. He looks explosive. He looks shifty. You know his three point shot has been on recently, which is obviously a tremendous improvement. You know when he's able to shoot the three, just opens up a whole new dynamic. So yeah, Zach has been great. There's no. Nothing to complain about there. I mean, you got to be got to be psyched for for how well he's playing. And what's you know so exciting to me is I was at that game against the Nets, and he only had 13 points in that game. But Doug, in the first quarter, he had several excellent passes. When he really tries to facilitate for others, especially Vooch, Zach's a he's a he's a rock solid winning type player. The issues with Zach to me are careless turnovers down the stretch, especially. Uh, he's really got to. He really has to work to be, you know, avoid those type of plays. And you know, obviously defensively, he's never going to be uh, an All NBA type player. But man, is it heartening to see how good he's played lately. And I, I think anyone with a, an IQ over eighty would admit you could probably get if things go really south. There's going to be a number of teams that would love the services of Zach Levine. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this. Guess how many turnovers 
uh, per minute, if you had to rank Zach on the Bulls, where do you think he ranks? You mean in terms of turnovers, high turnovers, turnovers per minute? I, I think he's probably in the top. He's got to be one or two in terms of turning the ball over. Per minute. Per minute. Yeah, that's what I would guess. Yeah. Um, so, number one, turnovers per minute, Andre Drummond. <laughs> okay. He would, it was absolutely awful yesterday. I think we, we both can agree. I yeah. mean, that was some of the, one of the worst basketball games I've ever seen from a player. I think he had four fouls in about 56 seconds. Yeah. Number two is, uh, is Zach Levine. You know, okay. of, of the guys, but so another right guess. Yeah, but of of Zach, his turnovers per minute, two point five per thirty six. Like that's that's actually not really that bad. Goran Dragic is is basically tied at two point five. You know, Drummond's a little worse at two point eight, but it's not that bad. It's, yeah, it's, for a guy who handles the ball as much handles as Zach the ball does. as much, like it's not. It's not crazy. The Bulls are actually, when I was looking at these numbers, like really low turnover team, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the positives, and that you know, part of the reason of that is Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan is the Bulls are optimized when he has the ball. Even in that Nets game, he didn't have a ton of points, but man, in the fourth quarter, he had about six, seven ankle breakers, mid-range jumpers that just iced the game. The guy is. Just freaking awesome. And, and even against, like, you look at that Cavs game, you know, we, we just obviously glossed over since Donovan Mitchell had 71, but, you know, he had 44 there. He just throws up these insane numbers, and he's an all-star. He's the only all-star in the Bulls this year. I don't think there should be any debate about that. DeMar DeRozan is freaking great, and, and he's frankly the number one reason I feel positive about the future. I don't think the Bulls are ever going to go – down the drain as long as that guy's healthy. He's almost always healthy. Obviously, he's injured now, but I don't think this is a long-term injury and he'll get back. If he's gone for an extended period of time, this is the team will be a bad team. So we, we got to get him back pretty quickly. I did want to go back to – any comments on that? No, I mean, I agree. I mean, he's fantastic. I mean, I think Zach is, is probably right there at all-star level now as well. He's not going to make the team, though. Yeah, probably he, not. There's no way. There's there's far too many. If you go through it in the East, yeah, there's yeah. no way Zach Levine's making, uh, Nikola uh, Vucevic making the All-Star team. might actually be close to an All-Star again. As crazy as that uh, sounds. If they gotta take, <laughs> it's crazy. If they got to take a couple shot. centers, I mean, he's he's playing really well. I mean, like, you know, you know I'm not, like, his biggest fan, but he's scoring really efficiently. I think he's he's passing the ball well. I, I'm I defensively he's he's no okay as long yeah. as he can be decent with positioning and smarts. As soon as it turns into an athletic defensive play, he just is, is toast. But but he's but he's he's been really good. I've been really happy with Vooch. You know, like I, just so I'm not a pure hater. Like I I think he's had a great season. I agree. I think uh, the the Nets game, especially lately, just seems like. Man, has he been rock solid except, in the post when he does get those like, opportunities? For whatever reason, last game when Anthony Gill just decided he's going to be a better center than <laughs> than Nikola Vucevic, yeah. I I'm just like what I, I've like I've never even heard of Anthony Gill. Like, you know, whatever. I guess I'm just not watching Wizards. I thought games. he was a singer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like uh, he's he's averaging three points a game for the Wizards. He's been in the league three years. He's thirty. So, you know, kind of a, a guy who came into the league late, hasn't played a whole lot of time. And Isn't there a country singer named Anthony Gill? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. You're a big country singer, right? I, uh, uh, I am not a country fan at all. <laughs> okay. Here, let me just throw these at you, Doug, really quick before we go on to the next topic. Are you ready for this? Zach Levine's last six games, 38.6 minutes per game, 51% from the field, 46.8% from the three-point line, 85% from the free throw line on 5.5 attempts per game, 4.3 assists, 5.3 rebounds, uh, averaging 30.2 points. That is some elite stuff, and it's it's just great to see Zach looking healthy and uh, rock starish again. Yeah, I mean, especially because you signed him for that huge deal. And now you feel like if, if you wanted to, him playing like this, you could you could move him. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying we would move him or we'd want to move him, but now, like, that option's on the table. 
Right. Agreed. I want to get into Patrick Williams a little bit because, again, I, I highlighted I was at the Nets game. Had, to me, his best game of the year. He was 6-8 from the field that game, 3-4 from three, 7-7 from the line, which was huge. Uh, and then the next game, he had a solid game against Philly where he was 7-11 from the field, had 18 points. He had 22-18 points, 22 against the Nets, 18 against the Sixers. Last three games, 7 10 6 uh, I don't think he's had an assist. He's had one assist in the last three games and a total in three games of 11 rebounds. Frustrating? What, where are you at right now with Patrick Williams? I think Patrick Williams just kind of sucks at basketball. Okay. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> it's a little harsh, Doug. He's not, he doesn't suck. Uh, yeah, it's true. He's, I mean, if you make it the NBA, you don't suck. He'd, if, you, if you show it at Lifetime Fitness, he'd, he'd destroy all of us. Um, but, like, he's not... He's, he's an okay-ish NBA player. He's, like, not a starting caliber NBA player. Yeah, I agree. I, I do feel like he could be valuable in a rotation, and he, he could be a good player off the bench, and he can hit the open yeah, three. he can hit the open three. He just needs to get his three-point attempts up. Like, if he could show me that he could take five threes a game without impacting his percentage – I'd be super happy with what I think his trajectory would be like in terms of at least being a viable role player on your team. You know, his defense is slowly improving. If he could shoot threes, it would be solid. But, like, you know, this idea that he's going to be aggressive or attack. You know, the game against Washington was particularly disappointing because Washington had no defenders out there. And DeMar was out, so there were a lot of shots available. And, I mean, you know what he did in that game? Three of eight. You know, couldn't couldn't even get couldn't get shots up. You know, it's just, just just that's just disappointing. You know, like you know, get get some shots up is is all. Like you know, just like you you have them all open and and you couldn't do that. And I think, you know, to me that was just that was a little disappointing. Um, and, and maybe there's still time with Pat. I'm not like saying it can't be better. It's just, but but there's like nothing. There's no change. The fact that he had like two decent games, you know, like the game against the Nets, I think that was the one where he had 20 points on like eight shots. You know, he's st- so he shot really well. Yeah, like he shot 75% that game. Like, congrats. You know, a guy will shoot 75% every once in a while. When he does, he'll probably score a lot of points per shot. You know, but that's just not like, you know, he's not going to shoot 75% from three. Like, you know, that's not sustainable. So, you know, he, he just needs to get the attempts up. And I, I've not really seen much in the way he plays that makes me think that's going to happen because he's just pretty passive and he, he needs a lot of space and a lot of room to make a move. Did you see our buddy Mark Kay's post on Twitter about no. you know, the Patrick Williams dunk? No. So, what, what, what was the uh, point do, of do it? Do you remember this Patrick Williams dunk? It was like a big dunk in the game. Well, he, he seems to have a lot of them. Against Washington, uh, I mean, he only made three three shots. I don't, I don't yeah, know. three shots. I saw. I know I, know I saw guns, one of them, but, but I wasn't impressed. Anyway, there's this one play, and he's he's being he kind of like cuts across the lane, goes into like the traditional kind of like dunker spot. Taj Gibson is kind of shadowing them, and then inexplicably, Taj Gibson leaves Patrick Williams alone underneath the basket to double team the ball, and the Bulls get the pass to to Williams, and he dunks the ball. And and our buddy Mark tweeted like, "What a great read by Patrick Williams," and like you know like like this is what I want to see out of him. And I'm like, yes, I also want to see people just leave Patrick Williams alone under the rim, so he can dunk the ball. That's it fantastic. Sounds like, that should, sounds like a dumb we, tweet. From we Mark. should run that play yeah, exactly. more often. Um, Mark was very upset with my reply. Was he being sarcastic or was no, he actually no, being he dumb? Was, this was genuine analysis. Oh, of by course. Our buddy. <laughs> Okay, so. If you want to call it that, nice, nice try, Mark. I, I, I gotta laugh because I, I agree too. Like, I mean, these are people I respect. There's, it, it's such a, it's such a, like a toddler thing with him, you know. Like, oh, Jimmy took a dump today, you know. You know, he actually picked up the, put up the seat today. That, that kind of stuff is like always there with, with, uh, with, with Williams. Like, I was super excited about the Nets game. Had a couple friends tell me, "What did I tell you? Year three, he's busting out." And I'm like. Denzel Valentine had like 37 points in year three against the number one team in the East on March 17th. You know, like uh, I call it the Valentine's Day Massacre on St. Patrick's Day. He had like a 34-6-7. Like 
has he had a game like that this year? Like, it's 22 points. It's like, you know, yeah, you're going to have some good games if you're in the NBA. It's possible that you'll score 20 points every now and then. Being great is being consistently good. He's not even consistently average. You know, I, and again, I don't want to use this as a session where I'm just ripping on, on Pat because I do feel like he does have talent, and I think he's going to be in the NBA for a long time, and I think he's going to have an opportunity to be in a rotation for a long time, but I, he's not going to be a superstar. It's a massive mistake that we passed up Halliburton for him. Halliburton's going to be an all-star. He's freaking great. And it's funny, but like a lot of the critiques about Halliburton, we, we went pretty deep dive in this, and I actually went back and listened to that show because I liked Halliburton. Basically, the reason the Bulls didn't take him is because he went to Iowa State. That's basically it. It was, in my opinion, because one of the critiques of Halliburton was his slow release on a shot, and I'm like, it's not slower than Patrick Williams. Like, well, what are you? What are we talking about? Like, what? That's your critique. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying you had it, but I'm saying like we were reading from a scouting report, yeah. I, and there was no mention of that about I would Pat just say this about Will. Halliburton. He is not a he is not a like a can't miss slam dunk whatever. Like he he panned out. Could have been any one of these guys. I mean, he was kind of like a combo guard in college and became like a great point guard in the NBA. Like that's not like a straight linear path to do that in something that's like overwhelmingly likely. Like hats off to Halliburton for making it happen. And, and for being fantastic, like no, no disrespect to him, but from a scouting standpoint, I don't think you look at Halliburton and go like, Oh wow, this, this was definitely the guy, except you're doing it in hindsight. Like, well, know, I hate to pass pat on my back, but if you go back and listen, you to those never episodes, hate patting yourself. I on was the back. in love with I Halliburton. Get, I and you, I Fred, said, the next time you hate patting yourself on the back will be the first. Come on. <laughs> what did you say? How dare you? I was right on Halliburton. I liked Halliburton. I you thought he was an right excellent. On Halliburton. I, I, I was who, absolutely. Who you, who I preferred to Halliburton to. Who did you want to take in the I draft? I preferred. I wanted Okoro. Okay. And so you were the, not right on Halliburton. You thought Isaac Okoro was the guy we should take. So yes, but Halliburton was my number two, and I said I would have been fine if they took Halliburton. That's fine. But was, you weren't right on Halliburton. That's what I said. You I wanted Isaac Okoro. That's who you want. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where Okoro's goes. You don't get three goes. choices at the pick. Our GMs don't get three choices. Maybe Halliburton was <laughs> their second choice too. <laughs> Good call. You're absolutely right. I don't get three choices at the same pick. But I would have picked. I would have taken Halliburton ahead of Williams. I'll, well, I'm sure as heck will tell you that. That's great. Maybe they'd have taken Halliburton over Okoro. Like it doesn't really matter. Who you would have taken second if it's the wrong guy? Ah, good you point. I, you know what? I would have taken Io too. I probably would have taken Io in the first round. To be honest, hey, <laughs> let's, go on. let's go on. Let's go on to the next point. Big news. Big news. You ready for this, Doug? Big Hold news. on to your seat. I'm holding. Javante Green, unfortunately, had knee surgery. But the good news, get ready for this. It was successful, or it went well, according to uh, Coach. What say you? I don't even know how to go with your lead in there. You seem like giddy that Javante Green had surgery, so he won't get to play. No, I'm like not giddy like, about surgery. Like super excited about it. Like you just seem like. In case you haven't noticed, I'm much higher on on Green this year. Like I really like turned the corner. A valuable player. You've turned the corner. I've turned the corner on Green. I admit I was wrong on yeah, with all my I negativity. Mean, Green on. is Green's okay. I don't think there's basically any tangible difference between Green and Derek Jones Jr. Um, I shouldn't say. Green is a more disruptive defender, and Derek Jones Jr. is a is a more fundamentally sound defender. Uh, you know, Green will will give up more plays by running around, and, and Derek Jones Jr. won't do that. But otherwise, well, it's like they're, like the permanent rate stats are like nearly identical. Like these guys are like like statistical twins. So I just yeah, it's it's fine. I don't think it's a big loss, in the sense that we have a guy who does almost the same thing um, to, to come in for him. So. It, it's a bummer. Well, Hopefully, let me be Green clear. will come back. Let, let me be 100% clear here. I'm I'm much higher on Derek Jones Jr. than I am on Javante Green. I, I, I'm at a loss consistently why Derek Jones Jr., I think you're in the same boat, hasn't played more consistently and hasn't been part of the rotation. I, I think overall, if you had a look at, like, impact on winning, I think he probably has a higher impact on winning than Patrick Williams does. Like he does a lot of things that. Well, everyone I love. has a higher with the exception impact on winning than Patrick Williams. 
Like, let's <laughs> like, like, way to set the bar high. I thought you were going to say Javante Green. I'm not going to let you. But you were, you were way too this... scared to say Javante Green, so instead you threw out Patrick Williams. <laughs> I'm not going to let you bring this to negative Nancy here. Listen, I am Mr. Positive, and there's a lot of good things here on the horizon for the beloved bull. And, <laughs> and one of and those Javante things... Green's injury was one of them? <laughs> no, that's not. Tried to, tried to spin it and said they said the surgery was <laughs> successful, so this is good news. I mean, what have they ever said, like, it's not successful? What does that even mean? Like, like we accidentally sliced off his whole ACL. He'll never walk again. I mean, like, like there's never, ever been a surgery where they came out of it and said, like, yeah, who knows how that went? I mean, like, okay, surgery was successful. When does that ever happen? I, I laughed on Twitter. Somebody sent me a, a tweet, had a tweet, like, sarcastically. I wish I could give him credit for it, saying something to the effect of, um, the surgery was not successful. We're not sure if he's ever going to walk again. Like, when does that ever come out? Every surgery in the NBA is has been successful. Let's just, let's just never note been... that Lonzo Ball has had two successful surgeries in the past year. So, really? Well, yeah, exactly. They were both successful. Both I thought, successful. Yeah, I was wondering. Highly successful. Lavar Ball told us both times. I figured out what was going on. Lonzo is going to play any minute now. <sighs> Man, I for... have you heard any updates? It's just silence on where he's at, right? Like there's uh, there was there was something from Donovan, maybe a game or two ago, where he said uh, he's progressing. Oh my goodness! He still can't run or sprint. Uh, there was a previous update a little bit longer ago that said he was jogging. So he's skipping. So he's somewhere between jogging and running at this moment. Brisk job. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, I do also job, want to bring up what, as an aside because, you know, I, I was wrong on Javante Green. I brought that up, and I was informed by the University of Northeast Idaho that that fell into the 7% of the times where I was wrong. There might be another one. Are you ready for this one? Are you ready for this, Doug? Have you have you looked at Josh Giddy lately um, since December Uh-oh, 1st? Uh, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not really is, followed Mark. Not. Our mutual friend Mark Cape Australia, there, Mark who, by the way, is coming to – the states are you aware of this i am aware. he's coming on a ship so he's going to be here i think in like two months sometime he's in coming March. on a ship are you, are you for real i'm actually not sure how he's coming i, I just okay. imagine like, him he's coming gotta be a, flying a, i mean ship. is there even a boat that like how long will it take to get here on a boat like three I days just envision four him, days like, yeah. <laughs> i just envisioned him coming on like a sh- a, a sheep <laughs> ship like uh, australia one of their biggest exports are sheep Okay. So I I just kind of imagine Mark coming as like, you know, uh, like a, a shepherd on that ship, and then him getting off and somewhere in New York and then driving the rest of the way. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's flying in. We should ask him. That should that, that should have been a question I I followed it up on. Anyhow, he reached out to me, <laughs> sixteen. Uh, well, and by the way, before I forget, everybody who's listening, we're gonna have some big time events. DTU two. Oh, big. Time we're gonna events. have a couple events. With Mark Kay, I'm going to try to really live it up with him. You get ready for this. I want to reach out to our mutual friend, Sylvie, from Model and Sylvie. Hopefully get a tour of the ESPN 1000. I haven't asked for it yet. This is just stuff that's in my head. And then also we're going to have a debate, a public debate at the Windy City game, hopefully Alex Crusoe night. Alex Crusoe might be there, so it'll be the second time I met him because I remember I met him at the airport when he came here. He flew in from L.A. <laughs> so he'll probably remember me, I assume. Probably. Even though I was wearing a mask. And then it'll be it'll be so great. So anyhow, all three of us will be there. And you, the two legends and Mark. Um, so here we go. 16.4 points, 8.6 rebounds, 5.6 assists for Josh Giddy, 48.9% field goal percentage, 42.4 uh, from three. 42.4 from three is like the most amazing stat I've seen. 91.7% from the free throw line, 56.3% shooting percentage. And at the same time, my good, our, our, my uh, scout friend Tim Gallagher, uh, the basketball historian, texted me and said, I told you my guy Chip England, formerly of the Spurs, was brought in to OKC specifically to work with Giddy, and that would result in improvement in his numbers. I had no idea that had happened, but my, oh my, if he is a good shooter then I may have been wrong on Giddy. What say you? What did you say his three-point percentage was? His two-point percentage? Three. Uh, 42 point something. Now, that's since December 1st. So <laughs> Okay, because I'm looking it up. Oh, it's 34.2%. Good. 
And I'm like, 34.2% seems like not something. Well, that just shows how bad he was before that. Now, since December 1st, 17 games, he's shooting 42.4% in 17 games. That's that's pretty darn good. Yeah, but, I mean, anyone could shoot well for 17 games. That's a good point. Maybe I was right on this one. And I, I mean, like, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's not going to be good or anything. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> using a stat over – like, like, what are the total three-point attempts over that, like, range? You know, it's just, you know, I mean, on, on the season, he has 114 three-point attempts. You know, so what? Uh, since December 1st, he's got, like, 50. Like, okay. <laughs> so so you're shot right. Like 20, I shouldn't have doubted shot myself. Shot, like, 21, 22 out of 50. Like, that's great. Like, as, I mean, legitimately, that's great. But, like, it doesn't, doesn't mean that's going to be a consistent – trend or anything you know, good he's, point he's, he's only saying, averaging 3.7 per for 36 minutes so he's not not shooting in high volume yet either so you know whatever i like josh giddy in in the few times i've seen him he looks like a really nice young talent like I, like not maybe all-star or anything but you know he does a little bit of everything he passes pretty well he he rebounds pretty well which you you should love you know, you kind of get in there and score a little bit, <laughs> you know, like he, he just, he just does, does a bit of everything. You know, I think he obviously needs to improve his efficiency, which, you know, getting, getting a good, getting a good uh, three point shot would help. And then, you know, he doesn't draw a lot of free throws. So he's, he's kind of lacking the fundamental, you know, legs of, of offensive efficiency. But as a, as a young guy, a lot of young guys are in that boat and, you know, he seems to have, like, a very good knack and flair for the game. Let me just say this. Uh, I've never liked players that can't shoot and can't play defense. I think that's a horrible, horrible combination. Or can't rebound, as it turns out. You don't like guys who can't rebound. I don't like guys who can't rebound either, unless they're shooting three-pointers at a, at a very high percentage. Oh, you just love Pat so, Williams. I mean, Pat Williams shoots three-pointers at a very high percentage. I guess I am talking myself into knots here, but in general, that combination, that combination I, let's, is let's awful. Let's rephrase to me. it this way: you don't like bad players. Players can be bad. <laughs> well, no, there's I mean, a like, couple guys. Like, like players can be bad for a lot of reasons, right? And they can be good for a lot of reasons. And you know, like you're looking at Giddy, and right now, I'm gonna put words in your mouth. You're saying like, yeah, whatever. He's he collects a lot of stats, but you know, he's he's inefficient on offense. He doesn't defend anyone. He's like the, the Vucevic of, like, point guards or, you know, whatever. And, you know, like, <laughs> Vucevic of point guards. <laughs> like last year. Last year's Vuce. Like, he's got a bunch yeah. of counting stats, but it's like the, the impact is terrible because you don't defend and your overall efficiency is lousy, you know, and it's like you're not helping your team by scoring 12 a game if it takes you 15 shots to get there. You're just not. And so, you know, that was kind of giddy is, is last year. And, and this year that's gotten a lot better. But there's still there's still shades of that, you know. There's still shades of he's not that efficient, you know. Overall, he's not helping a lot there. But he but he shows a lot of different skills, just in just like Vooch did, you know. Like you know, he could do a lot of different things, but he's got to find something he can do exceptional on offense, you know, to to kind of make that next leap. And you know, we'll see if well, it happens got, or not. If he wants to make the leap to Vucevic, he's got to have the the most important skill which Vooch had, which is uh, recruiting. He's got to be able to. Uh, that could be a great. He's got to. He's got to be able to pick up that phone and say, "Hey, Demar, come to Chicago." And Demar says, "You know what? I want to play with you, Vooch. I'm coming." Right? That's how it went down. That's how it went down. You know. You know. Giddy averages nine point four rebounds per thirty six minutes. So, excellent. Is that pretty good? Excellent rebound. Is that good? Yeah. 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 For like I, a, I, you know you know for a non center non power forward yeah. What's Kobe White's uh, rebounds uh, per 36 as a quasi-combo guard? Because I tell you what, man, Kobe White's had some freaking great rebounds over the last couple weeks. That's another guy I want to talk about, Kobe White. Let's, let's get let's into him talk about. Bit. Let's talk about Kobe White. My, Kobe my White. quick lookup, 4.4 rebounds per 36 minutes. That's it? Yeah, so, so Josh Giddy averaging more than twice as many as your boy, Kobe White. All right. Well, maybe I do need to uh, reevaluate, do a deep dive on uh, JC. Maybe we just need to bring Josh Giddy onto the Bulls because, you know, or, or JG, excuse me, JC. <laughs> <laughs> because outside of outside of Vucevic and Drummond, he would be our second best rebounder. 
in retrospect, I know we were pretty high in the Drummond uh, Drogic acquisition there for you know the first couple of weeks for a hot second. Doesn't look as playing, good. Playing really well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't look as good as it once was, uh, especially lately. I don't, I don't know what the heck Drummond was doing the other day. Like, did you see when he fouled the guy who was, I think, shooting? I don't know, it was under 10% on the year from three, like he fell for the shot fake. Did you catch that one? Yeah, I I actually think Drummond is still playing pretty well. Like, he's frustra- frustrating at times, but I I still like Drummond out there. Are you serious? Like, yeah. more than more than Vooch? I didn't say I liked him more than Vooch. I just think for a vet minimum signing, who's your backup center, I think he's doing just fine. All right, Doug, let me ask you this. All right. Give me your top three favorite players on the Bulls. One, two, three. Let's go. I got I to be honest. I don't really like a lot of players on the Bulls. But I'm going to say uh, probably DeMar, then Zach, and then probably Io. There you go. That's pretty good. That's probably a, my, my I probably team. have it that way, too. I probably – actually, I have DeMar – uh, I'll be honest. I'd, I'd have Io, Demar, Zach. Yeah, I mean it's Those favorite, my, right? Like three. it's not best, right? It's favorite. You can you can have favorite. Right, I admit Io is not the best. But. I'm sure there's lots of guys who have Caruso as a favorite. Kind of a different thing. Whatever weird Magic Caruso oh, had last boy. year just doesn't just doesn't feel like it's here this year. And it's odd because he's actually to shooting. His shooting. He's shooting pretty well from three. He's like 39. percent But like it, man, it Are just doesn't kidding? just doesn't feel that way. When he's shooting, like, you know, like it's just, I don't know. It just does, just feels like just the magic's not there. Like the numbers are all there. Like everything feels like it's there, but it just, uh, I don't know. Like when he's on the court, it just doesn't seem like the, the same as it, as it did. If you had a guess over the last six games, what do you think Kobe White's shooting from three? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm... <laughs> trying to now replay Kobe's games in my head. I, <laughs> I can't say I've really noticed. I mean, like, he was, he was really bad against Boston. I think he was pretty solid against Washington. Um, I think he's been pretty hot before that. So, uh, we'll say 40%. Uh, 38.5. Okay. He had, in, that, in the last six games, he's averaging 1.7 assists and 3.2 rebounds. As you said about Caruso, seems to be doing a lot worse than he actually is. I think Kobe's doing a lot better than he actually is after watching this. But, oh, hold on. Get ready. Hold on to your seat. Guess okay. what he's averaging points-wise over the last six games? 7.7. 7.7. Let's end the show now. All right. Let's bring the bus in. Oh, what are the odds of that? I agree with you that Kobe White's been playing, I think, better than his numbers, and he's he's been playing pretty well. Like, just seeing him on the court, you feel – Pretty comfortable with what Kobe White is doing out there, generally speaking. All right, so let's run into my favorite exercise of the year. All right. I'm going to name a player, and I want you to tell me, do you want him on the team next year? Okay. Okay? I mean, Boots. is this just like, what is this? Yeah. Like in- Contract, in, like the whole thing. I want to, like, with the knowledge, like, all right, the first one I'm going to throw out is Vooch. Vooch is an unrestricted free agent. Do you want him on the team? If so, what number? You know, so go with a little bit of detail. Okay, right? so now, right. like, I can't say, like, no, because I hope we trade him for something. Is that, right. not, is that an option you, you, That's right. Just assuming, let, let's okay, be honest. assuming there's saw, no uh, trades, just do I want him on the team next year, yes or no? Yes. There's no trades. Yes. So we can't, we, have no, we do not have the option to get something for him. Uh, then Correct. with Vooch, yes. So you want, you want Vooch back? If we can't trade him, yes. W- at what number? You don't I want mean, him back I at 25 million a year. want him back at the vet minimum. Um, but I would, uh, it, it depends on the length of the deal, but I think it kind of doesn't matter. You'll, you, you can't be as, serious. As long as you don't keep him for more than two years, maybe three years, I think whatever he asks for is probably going to be reasonable enough that you, you take it. All right. I'm shocked that you have said that, but that's fine. And I'm actually fine with him at like ten million a year. Well, if he wants twenty five million again, can, can I explain? So one, I would trade Vooch immediately. Please, like absolutely, you should trade him. But you took that option off the table. Uh, the Bulls aren't going to have cap room, and so if they lose Vooch, they're just getting nothing. They're getting like a vet minimum player to replace him. 
And so if I have to choose Vooch or nothing, like he's, he's not, you're not going to get a better player than Vooch for the vet minimum. And so, yeah, I'd like to pay him around like, you know, say 10, 12 million. It's like maybe, maybe to me, like the way he's playing this year, like 15 million is fair. You know, and, and you have to plan for some decline. So I'd maybe like to pay him a little less than that. But in the end, it's just, it's Vooch or nothing. You, if you, if you let him go, you're going to get nothing. So you, you now position yourself where you have to trade him or you basically have to resign him or the team is just going to be a lot worse. Those are your three options. And so I'm not going to choose to make the team a lot worse. Man, I, I am quasi shocked the Bulls won't have cap room. But you're right. Right now for next year, they have $120 million on the books with $40 million going to Zach, 28.6 to Demar, 20.4 to Alonzo. Al, uh, Crusoe at 9.4, Patrick Williams at 9.8. <laughs> Patrick Williams making 9.8 next year. Let's just let that one sit in. More than Alex Crusoe. Kobe White, 9.9. Well, that's that's Kobe White's qualifying offer. He's a free agent. And Drummond, 3.3. I th- is that player option? I think that is. I think it's player, option. player option. And Derek Jones with a 3.3 player option. Uh, I mean, all the rest is nothing. But, yeah, I guess you're right. They have no... They have no cap room. What the cap's going to be? What about 120? Right I, there. I have a Bulls cap sheet, which I am shocked that you did not refer to, which would give you all this information for you, and has been shared oh. with you in the past. I don't remember seeing that. Um, <laughs> most of the, the, the interactions expected... that we have are of a negative nature, like uh, <laughs> where you're <laughs> criticizing. That's pulling probably out true. quotes I had in the past. I'm such a jerk. <laughs> I don't out. even know like why you talk to me. I got like, I gotta, like <laughs> I if I dial it back. Especially and then, like, today, I was like, I'm like, your rebounding quote and Denny Average. Your rebounding quote and ripping at me about Denny Average. Like, I know you must think he's great because he had 20 rebounds, all that stuff. This, the sarcasm was just so irritating. <laughs> I just like, all right. I'm like, Fred's not getting picked on by his wife enough. I gotta, I gotta I, come in I, here. <laughs> things are going too well at home. Let me. Let me just start poking at him. <laughs> You're right. Like, the really Bulls pretty, don't. You, it's pretty terrible. They can't. I, I'm kind of shocked here. You're right, though. They they really, what are they going to do? And not only that, they're under $74 million in, uh, in 24-25. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, you don't know what's going to happen exactly with Drummond and Jones. So, those guys could opt in or out. And you have to assume they're going to keep one of Io or Kobe. Um, and that, I mean, obviously that's not a given, but you, you would think that's going to happen, right? You keep one of those guys. So uh, if, if everyone opts out like Jones and Drummond opt out and we don't keep Vooch, Kobe or IO, then we're 20 million under the cap. But I mean, the cost of replacing Drummond, Jones, IO, Kobe and Vooch <laughs> like on the roster is going to be more than 20. And then I forgot, you're going to have minimum roster charges. So probably your effective cap room with the minimum roster charges would be like 15, 16 million. Um, well, the good news is we do have Marco signed for 1.8 million. <laughs> thank next goodness. Year. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> so what, what's the situation with IO? So he makes 1.5 million next, this year. He's a free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's a restricted free agent. The most anyone can offer him is the mid-level exception for two years and then any amount after that he's in the weird Gilbert Arenas position. But I mean, I don't think Iowa has played well enough that he's going to get even a full MLE from anyone. I don't know about that. Doug. Okay. I think somebody would be willing to give him an MLE uh, for That's his fine. age and his, I don't think. And, and, well, sorry, him... if that happens, what do you do? Do you match it? I, I think similar to Vooch, it's like you, you could with IO, you could say, well, keep Kobe instead. Like you could look at those two guys and say, we got to lock up one of these guys and you could decide to lock up the other one. If you get an offer, you don't want to match on, on one of them because they'll both be restricted for agents. I don't think either of them will get the mid-level exception. I mean, are the bulls going to be a tax team then if they pay IO? No, they won't be a tax team. I mean, they'll still be under the taxes, 161 million. So they're, they're pretty good, pretty good far away from that. Oh yeah, like a huge, they won't even be close. But I mean, if it, I, I don't want to say it won't be close. Like, so if they pay pay Io the MLE, that's eleven million, and then say they re extend Vooch for like twenty million, 
you're you're now you're you're getting in the area. You still have about yeah twelve million of room, and you don't have any exceptions. So yeah, yeah, you're right. They're not gonna pay it this year. They're in they're in pretty good shape. I'm kind of saddened now that you've gone over. So all right, let's go back to the exercise. I don't want to okay. get too deep in it. All right, Demar Derozan obviously we yeah, both keep. want him back next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Come on, sure. Zach obviously we want him back if. You know, forty million is a high price, but if he keeps on playing like he has the last six games, that's that's no problem. Lonzo, twenty point four. Interesting question. I mean, no, you can't trade him. Nobody's going to take him. This doesn't uh, seem like not... a very interesting game. <laughs> I got to be honest. I mean, like everyone's <laughs> well, hold on. on the contract. They're like, do you want to? Do you want him on the team next year? No. Alex Caruso. Uh, yes. Patrick Williams. Uh, now it's getting interesting. I, I mean, I'd say yes. Kobe White. Um, probably not. Really? Depends on the cost, but probably not. Well, nine point nine million is the cost. No, he's a he's a free agent. That's his qualifying offer. Uh, a UFA, but uh, no, he's a, he's a RFA, but nobody's going to sign him for more than that. Well, you don't have to pay him the qualifying offer. You can pay him whatever you want. Andre Drummond. Uh, yes. Derek Jones Jr. Yes. Dale and Terry. Uh, yes. As an aside, I saw Dale and Terry shoot an air ball from the corner in pregame warm-ups uh, <laughs> at the Nets game. Okay. And so, I don't know, that mu- that called me crazy. That could be no, part of the reason. No, you're just like, playing. I'm done. Darren, Dale and Terry <laughs> took a bad warm-up shot. I'm out. I don't know. I kind of feel like he got a hit rim. No <laughs> kind of ruined what. the whole Dale and Terry experience for me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was with my family and my I son. I would was never right airball three. Can you believe <laughs> Dale and Terry just shot an airball? And he was kind of like laughing it off, like oh, I can't believe it. You know, I'm like I I saw it. I saw it. Um, and there's nobody else we're talking. What about Javante Green? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What All about right, Tony depend- Bradley? Javante Green depends on the price. Tony Bradley. Uh, I mean, in some ways, I'd say yes, but not if we keep Vooch and, and Drummond. But I, and we're clearly not going to play him. We clearly don't like him. But I, I felt like Tony Bradley played pretty solid for us when we let him play. I don't understand that one. But so no. I, I agree 100% too. I think he's the best rim defender on the team. And I know a lot of people dislike him. I always liked him. I thought I, I don't understand it. Gorin. What about Gorin? One more uh, year? No. You want to ask him to come back? Yeah, no, let him go. I, I agree. Yeah. He's, I, I think he's been solid, but I mean, it's just like. He's at that point where, like, every year is going to be more diminishing returns. We've already seen the returns start to diminish as the season's gone on. What dollar amount would you not want Io DeSumo to come back at? I would not pay him more than the MLE. I think that's crazy talk. You mean to tell me somebody offers him $14 million a year, you're not going to say, all right, we'll take it? Well, mm, I mean, it's, it's it would get – Positioned weird if they did that. So it would come be the MLE for two years and then be like $18 million a year for two years or something like that. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, Iowa's been pretty bad lately. I, I don't – I think that's overstated. He was 4-6 or six last night. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been as good as he was, but he's still one of the better defenders on the team. Well, I mean, fine, but, like, he's the same age as Kobe White. And he's in the same restricted free agency, you know, like, position as Kobe White. And he's a better defender than Kobe White. Kobe's defense has been pretty solid. Yeah, it has been pretty good. You know, I admit, like, I'll don't, admit I that. I don't know that. I don't know that Iowa's defense has been that great. Like I, I thought he he like played some had some really nice moments, but like he's another guy like Pat Williams, just consistently always worse in your like plus minus on off stuff, like just consistently really really bad, and. You know, I, I don't know. I I think I was got a pretty wide range of skills, but like I was hoping to see him show a little bit more of that creation game, or a little bit more passing game, and it just yeah, I just it seems like he's gonna be so far to me a little bit like what people thought, like just not quite good enough at anything, like just doesn't like pretty good at everything, but not good enough at anything. Just well, I think you're way like, off on this. Just kind of feels assessment. like where he's at this year, and and not like towards making it in the league. Like he's clearly going to make it in the league, but I don't know. Maybe it's just really I'm over overstating it, just because his his shooting has been so bad. Yeah, that that that's just kind of <laughs> just distracted from everything else. 
But like he doesn't he doesn't get you a lot of assists. He doesn't get you a lot of rebounds. He doesn't really fill the stat sheet in any way. He's like a so-so defender. Not a good three-point shooter. He's not creating anything off the dribble for you. Like like what do you think like his his value proposition is as a player that's so fantastic? I, I think I think you've understated all his skills. I think he's he's got the ability to be an all-around very good player. And I think he's shown that at times so far. This year has been a little but, bit of But he's not doing any of that. And even like in his games biggest like issue Washington, is, where his opportunity, he's not doing any of that. He was 4-6. He got six shots. Like, I don't know what you want. Why like, did he only percentage. take six shots? Who else was because taking shots? Because the other shots were taken by Zach and other players on the team. I agree. Oh, like, he yeah, needs to be Zach more shot forthcoming. 40 times. Like, come on. Like, he needed to be shots. more forthcoming. gone. He needed to be <laughs> – there's no doubt, yes, he needed to be more – you know, uh, assertive, but he's shown that like, it, like there's been, I think he's, there's been far more signs, as I said, from Io DeSumo than there has been from Patrick Williams. If the only difference between the two is their draft position in, yeah. in terms of like perception, but everybody thinks there's more for Pat. He's two years older, but he's, he's to me, two years more better. developed. Like he should be where Pat Williams is in two years. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like I I was not like just it's only a second year in the league, but you know he's an older rookie player. When he was Did a you catch when he won the Hawks game? So Did you see that? You remember that rebound? He's a good offensive rebounder, Doug. There's a lot of things I like about Io. I, I there's a lot of things I like about Io. Like I said, I'm just wondering if he's good enough at anything. Like he's he's got to show some efficient leg of scoring, or his defense needs to get up to the level of reputation that it is. Because his, his defense is not improve. as good as his reputation is. He needs to improve his three-point shooting. That's his biggest flaw. Yeah, if for he sure. gets that going, everything else will open There's, up. Uh, I you think could say that about a lot of guys in the, the rim. league. <laughs> a lot of guys in the league, if they could improve their three-point shooting, they'd have something going. Well, if it, if he can do it, I Chris, can guarantee Chris you this. Dunn I owe Dunn if he could it. shoot the three. I mean, like. Oh no, he's way better than Chris Dunn as a shooter. Come on, let's not let's not go there. And I love Chris Dunn. I thought he was a fantastic player until he, he got hurt and took away his athleticism as a defender. The guy was fantastic, but yeah, he was a good um, defender up until up until the injuries. On that note, I'm, let's bring in the bus because you're really starting to take this on a negative tone, and I, I, I don't <laughs> well, want to end mean, there. We I don't just lost there. to the Wizards, missing their two best players. Like, <laughs> how amped do you want me to be? Like, yeah, yeah, we we were missing uh, our best player, and we were also missing Lonzo Ball. If you haven't heard, <laughs> yeah, and they were Patrick missing Williams is 19. Yeah, they were missing their two best guys, and there's a bad team. Like, it's a team you feel. Don't you feel like we should have won that game? Yes, I do feel like we should. <laughs> like when you're up 15 at half uh, against that, th- they were basically a G League team. Yes, I, they should have won the game. I don't want to harp on the last Zach shot because so many people are harping on it. And like it was, I think it was a bad decision by Zach. But whatever. Like you're you're down by like 15 if Zach is not in the game anyway. So. Who and cares? he just hit a three, like, yeah. 15 like, so seconds I'm not, earlier. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna, like, it was a dumb shot. Like, there's no excuse for it. If Zach was here trying to tell me it wasn't a dumb shot, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? That's a terrible idea. But, but whatever. It was like one, it was a bad play in an important moment that you only had because of all of the amazing plays he made. So, yes. I'm not, I'm exactly. not gonna worry about that. But, like, I don't know what it was with this team. Like, like, Vooch, I was complimenting him earlier, just totally dropped the rope, like, in the second half. Like, all of a sudden, it's just like he can't defend anyone. People are, like, running around him for offensive rebounds. Like, his guy is getting up into him. Like, it's just like like Tony Gill, or Tony Gill is out-centering him, Anthony Gill. Tony Gill, producer for NBC5, NBC Sports. That's right. Does um, a fantastic job. But, uh, but, yeah, it was just, like, super weird. Like, I'm just – I'm, like, watching this game, and I'm like, how are we falling apart? Like, I just don't even understand how this is happening. Like, I like – these guys have – no one who can defend anything, you know, like I was, I was almost going to go Stacy King and be like, get Vooch in the post. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? They don't have anyone over six, five on the floor. Like, you know, I just, I don't know. It was just, it, it was really a disturbing loss to me. Like this team is like, you know, they, they had this really nice stretch and you're starting to feel good about them and they lost to Boston, but they played them tight. It was, you weren't too upset about it. And you knew the schedule was about to get easier and then you come and you drop this game. And I just, 
you know, it's just like, it's, it's really tough. So hopefully you'll, you're, you won't post this for like two days. Cause that's just how life goes. And hopefully you know, <laughs> we'll look like idiots because we'll just crush the thunder. You should win all these yeah. games. You should beat the thunder. You should beat the warriors. You should beat the Pistons. You should beat the Hawks. You should beat the Pacers. You should beat the Hornets. You should beat the magic. Like those are our next games. Like it's not till we get to the Clippers where you play a team where you, you shouldn't be a heavy favorite. And so you're not going to win all of them, right? Like there's just some game you're just going to lose, even though you're the favorite. And that's, that's, that's a kind of okay. But I just, I just rattled off. Let me count them up here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. Seven games against teams where we should be, I would say, a pretty heavy favorite in all of them, or at least a favorite in all of them. How many of those seven do you think we actually win? Uh, I think we could win six or seven. I really so we, believe that. If, if DeMar comes back, if DeMar comes back, I think we can win six or seven. And, and my goal is to win seven the next eight because you haven't counted the Magic game. Thunder, yeah, Warriors I had, I had at the Magic home. in there. Thunder, Warriors, Pistons, Hawks, Bull, Pacers, Hornets, Magic. And magic, that's seven games. Seven games. So the next seven games, I think you can win six or seven. Yeah. And then you're I, right, you got the I feel like next. we should win six or seven, and I feel like we're going to win four of seven. Like, for no real we reason. See. Just, just that, like, you know, if you got a really bad team, the Bulls will find a way to out-bad out you. Like, we're so bad <laughs> in these. Like, so far this yeah. season, right, for whatever reason, like, these good teams, we're, like, beating Brooklyn. We beat Boston twice. Got a win against Milwaukee. Like, we're playing these, like, good teams really tough. And then it's, like, the dregs of the league are just, like, Houston. better than 500 against us. Orlando. Exactly. And, Losing you know, these games. It's like to, you can't. Yeah. The you Wizards. Can't, you can't do that if you want to be, you know, if you want to climb out of this hole you found yourself in. You got you to gotta beat these teams that you're better than. You know, you can't, you can't just get up to play the Celtics. You got you to gotta get up to play the Wizards. You know, you got to get up to play the Thunder. You can't just, just, can't just that, get up that's to what because I, it's a good team. That's why I'm hoping for, Doug, that this is the opposite of last year, that ball, ball played in the beginning of this season, he, he missed the whole second half. Hopefully he'll miss the first half this year, play the whole second half. The Bulls couldn't beat the good teams. They destroyed the bad teams. We're beating the good teams and losing to the bad teams. But more importantly, in the playoffs, we're going to go much farther than we went this year. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm counting on. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to chuckle. chuckle a little bit. I'm, I'm not going to try and bring you down. I've already, already given you too hard of a time. <laughs> Way too late for that. Yeah. Way too late for that. <laughs> like I said, All right. after tomorrow, we should have recorded. We should have waited one more day. It's going to be good news tomorrow when we beat the Thunder. We'll get this loss out of uh, the taste of this loss out of our mouths. Iowa plays Josh Giddy again. Uh, it's going to be great. Zero All right, my man. Let's bring. <laughs> let, oh, I think there's a very good percent chance of that. So let me bring. The big red bus in, the beautiful bus after that ride. Fantastic, DT, always talking to you again. Give us a positive rating on whatever medium you use. Here I go again, chilling for positive reviews. And why? I have no idea. It just seems like a good thing to do. Let's Let's bring it in. (laughs) Yeah, I hear other people (laughs) talk about it. I'm like, well, why don't you do it for us too? Maybe maybe we should do that. Maybe that's why we don't (laughs) get enough downloads. You never know. Exactly. So let's bring it in. Until next time. Go Bulls.